Did she have too much of the hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> Denise, I'm sorry. <laughs> we haven't even eaten yet. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Where's our hostess? In denial about something. Hello and welcome to Bravo, Bravo, Epping Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, baby gorgeous. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, I just finished saying I'm a little hungover because mama can't handle her rosé no more. I, I swear, I think I had maybe five rosés and the first one I had at lunchtime and then a few in the afternoon and now she's a little hey, tired. Look at you. I don't know how I'm going to edit this today. Don't tell Kyle. Don't. Oh, for fuck's sake. Honestly. Oh, my God. We got the funniest review. Yeah, go. I don't know if you've seen it. No. It's five stars, frankly, and thank you so much. And that's from Kate Webb 20 Oh, Kat, you've knocked it out of the park. She said, farm is firm. Erica's mum said Erica only went to Tom's firm three times in 20 years. It's just ah. her accent. How fucking funny is that that we heard farm? I so heard farm. And we're so confused. So confused. We're like thinking it's one of his properties. <laughs> that was his firm. I thought it was a metaphor. So, yeah. Cat Web 20. I mean, if you're going to give us feedback, that's the way to do it. Gold star. A hundred percent. I mean, (laughs) what is wrong with us? Farm is firm. Who knew? We love the accent and yet we clearly don't understand it. (laughs) We're fucking dumb is what we are. (laughs) We are dumb. (laughs) And that makes so much more sense now. And it makes so much more sense when Erica said, I don't want to talk about it. I can't talk about it. We're like, what is wrong with her? farm. Like, who cares? Is someone going to tell us now why Denise Richards made sense? Because she doesn't make sense. Oh, no. What do you reckon she's on? Is she doing like what Erica did last year where she's mixing meds with drink? I don't know what's going on with her. Slurry Sally. But even the side of her mouth, she couldn't get it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not explaining myself well. But she had like scrunchy face, like Popeye. I loved it though. Oh my God. So many sizzles, by the way. Yeah. Do you want to save them to the end? Oh, I'm kind of intrigued. Give me one. Did you see that Jen Shah's publicist, like how the fuck can she still afford a publicist? But anyway, <laughs> Jen Shah's publicist contacted Page Six to let them know that Jen has been reinvented as Jen Fonda and she's oh now goodness. teaching workout classes in prison that she calls Shamazing. And that Elizabeth Holmes is one of the inmates attending her workout classes. Oh, I bet you love that. So seriously, apparently in prison, like her nickname is Jen Fonda, but she's also stocking up on foundation that she's buying from the commissary to give glam tutorials. Oh, for fuck's sake. My question is, like, haven't, aren't these other inmates, like, isn't their punishment enough that they're locked in prison? Like, why do they then have to be subjected to this? Like I said, I want to know how the fuck she can afford a publicist. Has she started paying back her restitution? Mm-hmm. How can she afford to stock up on foundation from the commissary? I don't know, maybe her mum's taken out another mortgage on a home or something. If any fans out there are actually putting money in Jen's commissary, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Scary Island Part 2, so Ultimate Girls Trip Rony Legacy is days away okay maybe a couple of weeks away but soon december 15 i cannot wait i'm so it's, it's gonna be so good that is gonna be my christmas present to myself quite frankly yeah I just can't wait i'm even like i don't want to see the clips about it because i just i want it to be fresh the first time 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of fresh the first time, so apparently there's already clips for the next episode of Beverly Hills. I don't even want to see those. Yeah, I suggest not because I think I did that last week. And then watching this week's episode, I was like, am I having deja vu? I feel like I've seen this before. Exactly. And I was like getting annoyed, but then I was like, oh, wait, it's it was a preview. Yeah, I'm happy to watch the preview at the end of the episode, but that's it. I want it to be fresh because these dinners on Beverly Hills always oh. end up being the best episode of the season. There's nothing like them. Nothing like them. So I can't wait. I don't know if it's breaking news. I don't think it is. When Kathy was on in an interview with Paris and she said, oh, Kyle and Mo definitely won't be getting back together. So, Of course not. She's a lesbian. How is this breaking news? Yeah. So the other tidbit, I may as well just go through them. So everyone thinks Alexis Bellino and John Jansen are definitely dating. Uh-huh. I mean, do we think she's an upgrade from Shannon Bador? Oh. I think she is. Okay. Uh, she's really pretty. I'm not saying that Shannon's not pretty, but she's not as pretty as she is cray-cray. But I think she's a ton of fun. Like I would rather hang out with or go out with Shannon Bedore on a, on a night out than Alexis. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Emily Simpson thinks it would be a great idea that if they are dating to get her back on the show because she thinks it would make for great TV and she'd like to watch Shannon lose her mind and spiral out of control. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, true that. And you know how I said last week that Nene took off all of the evidence of her being on Bethany's podcast off her socials? Yep. Bethany's trying to downplay it on a podcast saying she's just cleaned up her Instagram. So what? Uh, Fucking bullshit. But now Nini's following Bravo again. Ooh. And then she was in Dubai for some golf thing, celebrity golf thing or whatever, and there was a casual photo op with her, Cynthia, and one of the Dubai housewives. Sorry, I don't remember her name. Did Cynthia get a a word in at this episode of Beverly Hills, by the way? No, and we better get more of her next week because she looks so (laughs) cute with her little pigtail thingies or whatever you call them, side buns. I love it. I want more Cynthia. Me too. So should we get into the Beverly Hills episode, Ring Around the Rumors? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, it's my turn, Soz Peeps. There are a lot of little scenes before we get to the CBD dinner, which is the main event. So I'm going to breeze past them, but if there's anything you want to talk about, just stop me, okay? Sure. So the first scene, we've got Dorit and Crystal going to Kyle's house. The biggest thing for me in this scene was looking at that pile of mail. Same. What the hell? Like, are there bills in there or are all her bills emailed or just directly debited from her account because she's rich and she can do that? I don't know. Just be a fucking adult and open up your mail. I remember the last episode, Mauricio was asking her to go through the mail. I had no fucking idea what he was talking about. This is insane. Well, it's ruining the feng shui of the house. Like, I I get it. You're like, you don't want to read it. I don't think she can read. Honestly, remember, (laughs) she couldn't. She hasn't read his book. No. She didn't read that LA Times article about no. Erica and now she's not opening her mail. I think she's the next Leah Michelle and she's illiterate. <laughs> so they've got assistants, right? All of these women have an assistant. Get your assistant to open up your mail. Hire Arvi to open up your mail. Right? Fucking hell, that was... F- you got freaking kids living in the house. Maybe tell them open up the mail and put it in piles or you're not getting any money. Something. Someone's got to be opening that mail. She, she just needs to grow up and do it. She's spending three hours in the gym every day. Take 15 minutes and just set 15 minutes a day aside to open up your damn mail. Or do it while you're on the treadmill. It's nuts. I'm not coping. It's fucking yeah. up my feng shui, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. So Kyle does another reenactment of Sutton's reenactment, which, got to admit, that made me happy. 
Oh, Sutton, <laughs> this is your chance to apologize. I love it. And Dorit does a little reenactment as well. I loved it. Who was Dorit's reenactment of? Was it Sutton? Yeah, it was of Sutton. I can't quite remember. It kind of made my day. Like, she was pretty good. So they're obviously talking about the Vegas and the Dorit. The more they talk about it, the more I think the elevator sort of was planned. Like, I really am just picturing Mikey going (laughs) up and down in that elevator. (laughs) Just riding it. Riding it until the door opened. There was probably, like, behind-the-back text from Erica going, now, go. Of course. They're actors, you know, sort of. Well, they're dancers. That's not that far off. Yeah, well, they pretend to be straight and Magic Mike live. Exactly. So, yeah, wouldn't put it past them. I agree with you, Nathan. I'm on board for that. And this is when Dorit wants to start the narrative that Sutton has a problem with her drinking and says she wouldn't be surprised if Sutton poured a little vodka in her morning coffees. (sighs) Really? This is what you want to spin. No one's cool with that, Dorito. Sorry. No, it certainly feels like Dorit and Carl at least have gotten together and Teddy on the sides being like, let's try and spread that rumour because it's coming up a lot. So it's either true or it's a targeted attack. I don't like it. But it's like you didn't care about Erica's drinking last year when she was yelling at teenagers. Like why do you care now? Yeah, you were giggling on the side and then had to do a mea culpa. Yeah, it's weird. Well, she tried to get out of it because it's Dorit. And, of course, Crystal in confessional is on our side and he's like, yeah, you just got sober yesterday, Carl. Like, calm your farm, basically. I know, but say it in the scene, Crystal. I'm begging you. Yeah. Well, she does later. She stirs the pot later. Mm. Maybe she heard you via osmosis. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. And that's pretty much the scene. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, no, just Carl saying, like, vodka can make some people mean. It's like, just ugh, shut up. Yes. Like, as Crystal said, you've been sober for a day. Get off your high horse. I agree. And I'd rather a mean drunk than a drunk that does the splits all the time. Well, I'd rather watch that. I don't know whether I'd rather be around that. Of course. So the next scene is Sutton at Garcelle at dinner. They talk about Sutton's conversation with Kyle at Garcelle's event. And look, both of them think that when Sutton was addressing the rumours and the nastiness about (laughs) her husband with Kyle, that they hit a nerve Mm -hmm. and mention her health changes being about something else, i.e. her and Mo. Yeah. I agree. We've said it before. When someone's going through shit in their life that they can't control, they start controlling shit that they can. And when people who have been together for ages go through a breakup, it's not uncommon for one of them at least to go on a health kick. I mean, Mo joined Dancing with the Stars as his health kick and no one's Uh criticising him for that, I mean, that I know of. So, And Sutton, our sleuth, noticed (laughs) that Kyle wasn't wearing her wedding ring but she had a new ring on. A sapphire and diamond ring. And, yeah, Sutton noticed because apparently she loves sapphires. So there you go. What did you think of Garcelle's shade in Confessional where she said she never notices jewellery except for after the robbery where Dorit still had hers and then she takes that long sip? Oh, Queen. When there was the dinner scene, did you notice how often Dorit's mouth was just, like, wide open and on the floor? (laughs) That's how my mouth was when Garcelle said what she said in Confessional. Obsessed. It was such good shade. Well, you even said it before. I think you said it last week. (laughs) Like she still got, did you say it about her stuff or about her jewellery? I think you specifically said it about jewellery, no? I might have seen this preview last week, honestly. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't. But I I have been saying to her, it's a fucking liar for years. You have. But like, it's not even like if it's true or not. It's just like, it's just such good 
like well done shade and like the way it was such a long take after she said it mm. like i was waiting for her to like giggle and be like oh my god did i just say that but no she held it no because bitch can act it was masterful it was masterful i was obsessed with it and then sutton just adds in confessional that the news is all over the internet that mo may have had an affair so I get it. She's like, you know, you're going to talk yeah. about my shit, talk about your shit. Mm-hmm. But Sutton really is pushing the narrative of you're my friend, why wouldn't you tell me? I'm like, do you really want her to tell you or do you want her to say it on the show? So I can kind of see both sides. Yeah. So there's a quick little scene with Erica at her new manager's house and the only th- like note I wrote about that scene is that Alexis tells Erica, she needs to take accountability. And I'm like, right. So the apology that we got at the retreat on episode one, this is why we got it. Oh, yeah. Well, what was so funny to me, she was like, oh, Erica, you need to take accountability. And Erica's like, yeah, I've definitely got a stronger sense of self. And I was like, did she just ignore what she just said about accountability? That's not the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. And yes, she did ignore her. But what she didn't do as she had in like last season is she didn't fly into a rage when someone told her to take accountability, like when Crystal did. So Mm -hmm. that's as much as we're going to get from Erica, which is why I'm not buying it. This is all for her to rebuild some semblance of a career. She doesn't give a fuck. Sozzle. The next scene is Garcelle's out at dinner with her asshole son. And Mm. we learn that he knew why his parents, i.e. Garcelle and her loser ex-husband broke up. And he's known that since he was eight because he Googled it. But he's only telling her now on camera. (laughs) I I would Google it too. I don't begrudge the kid. Do you think that this is the first time she found out about it? Or do you think she's acting? She's acting. Oh, okay. Well, I still love Garcelle and I still am not into this kid at all and he can get off my fucking TV because he's an asshole. we don't need to talk about it. Kid scenes, we don't like them. Exactly. She did kind of put him in his place though when she said, oh, yeah, he's going to pick up the check or pay the bill or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're still the kid. Have some fucking respect. (laughs) And the next scene is Kyle at a tattoo place. I mean, I've never seen such a pretty tattoo place, but, you know, (sighs) rich people. And this is the first time we see her and Morgan... Well, Nathan believes her partner in a uh, scene what, together. Do you, do you not feel like you could cut the lesbian tension with a knife? Like that that <laughs> scene, they, they're clearly fucking. You reckon? Of course. The way she was laughing at Kyle's jokes, which were not funny. It's like mm. you only laugh like that when you're trying to get someone's pants off. I also think that why would you agree to be on the show with her? If you weren't getting some, some right, I would like, not she, do that if I was her. She tattooed her letter of her name on Morgan's body. Yeah. I saw a meme saying it's the Morgan letters. <laughs> <laughs> she did touch. She did touch the Morgan letters or something like that. Oh so my funny. god, Kyle touched the Morgan letters. Oh, that's so funny. But that's not a platonic friendship thing to do, right? No. And not unless you're drunk. Even then, Morgan said, tattoo whatever you want on my body. And she immediately thought, oh, I'll do my initial. Mm. Like, that's crazy. It is. And she did kind of wee, wee, wee all over the place when she said, we like to work out and we don't like to drink. It's crazy. That's what Kyle was saying about her and Morgan. So, yeah, I don't know. It's almost like all the evidence is pointing that way. But at the same time, I'm like, Yeah, I don't know. I'm an idiot. You're probably right. I mean, it could just be like, oh, look at me. I've got a cool friend. But it's like, I don't know. When you put Kyle's history together. Yeah. And like how much of a, like a, I don't know, a a repressed 
like lesbian she was with the Denise stuff. It's just like, oh yeah, you're a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, that that's a fair point. Or at least bi or on the, you know, LGBTQIS spectrum. She's certainly <laughs> curious. I, I mean, they're fucking. And if the rumours about Mo are true, she probably is like, I don't want another man in my life right now. This will do. Mm-hmm. Do you think Morgan's just playing the long game with her if they're not fucking at this point? I think Morgan's hit the fucking jackpot. <laughs> fair enough. Morgan... I mean, who was she? I didn't know her. Well, exactly. But also straight people are so hot. Like, <laughs> gays love the idea of turning a, a guy stra- um, a straight guy gay. And I assume lesbians are also like, ooh, straight girls. Oh, wow. Mm, don't make that face. I could not be bothered to train someone. I don't know why gay people are into like turning straight people. I'm like, isn't it too much work? I don't know, but it's like, it's, it's like a, something you desire. Like she's bagged a housewife. Yeah. And she's increasing her profile at the same time. Like, What a win. She certainly is. No wonder she wants to be on the show. Yeah, she's putting up with Kyle. And <laughs> it's hard work, but she deserves her props. So after this, Kyle goes home and Mo's there and he's written a book called The Deal Maker. She still hasn't read it and she tells him she got another tattoo. And he says he hopes he gets to see it often and her response is, well... I mean, at this point we know... That in real life, we know that while they were filming this scene, they were separated in the house. Yes? Is mm-hmm. that correct? Um, I'm not too sure. So why would he say that? It's all fake and phony. For sure. Then the next scene is Sutton at home and her matchmaker comes over. Oh, yeah. And I've got to tell you, her assistant, Zach and Avi, are not into this woman, Arvi tells Zach, oh, God, she's really bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) I just love this Arvi. He's great. And then I don't know why Dorit's coming over. Yeah, that was weird. Because she's been a total bitch about Sutton. Yeah, she's got to do something. I guess. In confessional, she says Dorit's the perfect person to help her because if she was able to fall in love with PK, then maybe I shouldn't be so picky, which is fucking hilarious (laughs) and fact. When Dorit comes over, Avi greets her at the door and says, uh, would you like to knock? So Avi basically <laughs> hates everybody, which is why I love him. <laughs> the matchmaker, Alessandra, says she really likes how Sutton is self-aware. I think she means that she likes that Sutton knows what she wants in a guy and what she doesn't. And Dorit's like, oh, my God, no way. Some people would use words like erratic, aggressive and snippy. Like, mm. what are you doing, Dorit? If you got something to say, say it. Otherwise, don't be such a cunt. Sorry. That was fucking rude. Mm-hmm. This is why Sutton should not have Dorit over to her house because Dorit does not like Sutton, period, dot. PK doesn't like Sutton now either. Did you see PK was like snapping back on Instagram being like, no, you're the one that needs to uh, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I Shut up, PK. <laughs> like own the fact that you're not the prettiest of people. So what? Grow up. At least he's got Berlin on speed dial. Exactly. (laughs) He's just jealous because Sutton has more money than he does. Mm -hmm. She zooms in on the handsome man's junk and that's the one she picks. I mean, that's it was a cute scene, but we didn't necessarily need it. Unless this is going to be Sutton's boyfriend on the show, why do I care? Mm -mm. So now we get to the CBD dinner and the first person I noticed, I did have to Google him, but I did notice that the only man there was recognisable to me. I'm like, is this guy on the TV, on the E! show? And he is. He's on E! News. He's a host of E! News and The Daily Pop. Oh, great. So I'm like, well, 
does that make him paparazzi adjacent? Like, he's a maybe. He's on the gossip shows. To be quite frank with you, I'd rather if he was the new housewife than that other girl that came through. Anna Marie agreed. Ugh, I hate her already. <laughs> Well, I don't think Sutton's that into her because she's already ragging out her fashions. She's like, oh, they're, oh still, yeah. they're still making that dress because Erica wore a pink <laughs> one last season. I think Anna Marie wore it way better. Yes. She was sort of trying to stir the pot. But she did it in that like, oh, what are we talking about? And I'm yeah. like, catch up. Catch the fuck up. So Crystal's the one that definitely stirs the pot, which I'm mm. really happy about. And she says about Anna Marie that she talks a lot and asks a lot of questions and that that bitch is nosy. So... Thanks, Crystal. I did appreciate that. Agreed. Yeah, so we get to see Camille and Denise and the Cynthia Bailey. Excited. Oh, I loved it. And I loved when Denise walked in and Garcelle goes, oh, and she goes, what's oh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that this Faye Resnick and Camille can't stand each other, oh. which I thought I was going to get something from that, but no, because Faye decides to sit right at the end of the table. At the nosebleed section. Instead yeah. of next to, who did the table seating? Like the table placements. Carl did that on purpose. Of course. To her supposed best friend. I still think the morally corrupt Faye Resnick <laughs> is just like the best quote ever. And I could watch that like <laughs> on repeat true. all the time. It's true. But yeah, I think Kyle initially placed Faye closer to her, right? Because Faye's obviously her mouthpiece. Yes. And whenever Kyle's in trouble, Faye's the one that has to speak up. A hundred percent. But no, Faye sits at the end of the table instead. And <laughs> she tries to chime in and she's not even on camera for half of it. Poor <laughs> <bitch>. Well <laughs> It's so sad. She chose to sit there. And do you think I know we've talked about Kyle's drinking a lot. Mm. Oh, not drinking. But she's like, oh, they've all been giving me such a hard time. That's why I'm doing this CBD dinner. And then it's like, I don't know if they bring it up as much as she brings it up. Like when everyone was arriving, like this Anna Marie and wherever, she's like, oh, they're going to make fun of me because I'm not drinking and because I'm working out. And it's like, you're the one making all the conversations about that. Like that's your deflection from everything else. And it doesn't seem like anyone really wants to partake in the CBD dinner. Because when the chef yeah. goes around, like he recommends 10 milligrams, no one chose more than five mm. and half of them said zero. I did love getting their individual doses. It's I know like that. <laughs> we've gone from what they order to how much, how they, much THC they have. Yeah, that's right. I love it. But before they eat, Sutton wants to talk with Kyle about their fight. Mm -hmm. So she agrees with Kyle that she wasn't being herself and that she was off because she had to meet up with her ex because he's moving to London and assumed that she would move with their son for him. And she says in confessional, I love this, when we got divorced, she was Princess Leia, he was Darth Vader, mm -hmm. and all his lawyers were the stormtroopers. I fucking loved that. Mm -hmm. And she kind of makes a little shady comment and says he's very powerful globally. I'm not talking about selling houses. I thought that mm -hmm. was funny. And she said, I overreacted. My brain was somewhere else. I was really worried and stressed. And Kyle cannot understand it at all. She says in confessional, you want sympathy because you're worried about your kid moving overseas. That's not going to happen and you're going to get more money and you're going to have your son all the time. Help me connect the dots. And it's like you haven't had a contentious divorce with someone who can totally wipe you off the floor. Mm -hmm. Then if you can't connect the dots, can you not get that? I see where Sutton's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I see where Sutton... And I also sort of see where Kyle's coming from, yeah, just being too. like, oh, here we go, another story to excuse behaviour. Yeah. But the story as it is, like, it makes sense, Kyle. It's not that fucking far-fetched. 
I get where Sutton's coming from with being concerned. It doesn't join the dots as to why she was a bitch to Kyle. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like one does not excuse the other. And it's sort of, that's sort of what Kyle needed to say, not like, oh, aren't you going to get more child support? Like you should be happy. It's like, what? Exactly. They do not work it out, obviously, because Kyle is just not excusing Sutton's behaviour. And Crystal comes and gets them. Sutton's not happy and she walks out of the room to the dinner table. This is when we get cray-cray Denise who says she doesn't want any THC. But did she not have some? Did she not have something? I'm sure she did. Because that's when she does the whole, well, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And Erica's like, cacks herself and is like, I'm sorry, Denise, which is fair. And um, she says, where's our hostess? And Sutton says, in denial about something. Loved that. It's fucking on. Loved that. And that's when I learned, thank you, Cynthia, for teaching us all, that apparently when you're going to have weed food, you're not supposed to consume alcohol. I'm like, I think I'd rather just drink. Yeah, it's what they say. They say beer before grass, you're on your ass. Grass before beer, you're in the clear. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Thanks for that, Nathan. Yeah. That goes to show how much pot I smoke. (laughs) Now, did Kyle... I didn't bother rewinding it, but did Kyle mouth bitch about Sutton to Dorit? Uh-huh. She did, didn't she? Okay. Yep. I don't know why, for someone like me who swears incessantly, when these women say the word bitch, I'm like, ooh. Here we go. <laughs> it's not that bad, but obviously, like, that's their standard. So I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm here. I'm following their logic. So... Mm-hmm. This is when Crystal says she wants Sutton and Kyle to clear the air before they partake, which I kind of get her logic in terms of like, we're about to consume pot, let's not go into this angry. Like you should Mm. never have drugs angry because you can just get angrier. I I get it. But also I was just really proud of Crystal for for pulling a Kyle for once. Same. I loved it. Me too. So Kyle says she doesn't like friends who make veiled threats. And basically to Sutton, she says, say what you want to say, have the balls to say it because you're alluding to something and then you're not having the balls to say it. And then Sutton's pretending that she says, well, I think she's pretending because she says, I've shared something very personal with you just now and Uh I want you to be able to to reciprocate and share something personal to me. And she's like, but you made fun of me instead. I mean, we've, we've kind of done that already. We've already talked about that. And she's like, I'm not threatening you. I just want you to be real, like doing your workout schedule, doing your eating things. And that's when Kyle drops a bomb and says, you have the nerve to say that or you have the balls to say that to me when you never eat. You just push your food around, which we've n- I've never gotten that from the show before. No, but we've had a whole like eating disorder journey with Crystal. Mm. And so for Kyle to say that in front of a table full of people, I was like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And like I get coming for her marriage is also fucked up. Yes. But like I was like, are we going we're going tit for tat now? We are. Like she just had the high ground being like, if you want to say something, say it. Don't allude to it. Don't make veiled threats. Yeah. And then she does the same thing. Yeah. Well, she didn't allude to it. She said it. Well, yeah, but she'd also been alluding to the drinking and stuff as well earlier. I get what you're saying. Like, neither of them are in the right. And that's when Anna Marie says, you guys aren't really saying anything to each other. Oh, shut up, Anna Marie. I know. (laughs) And it's almost like you don't have the right to say that yet. You're the newbie. Like, someone else should be able to Yeah, be quiet like Cynthia. Yes. And so Sutton's like, okay, is there something going on in your personal life you would like to share? 
And Anna Marie's like, with what though? It's like, it's like she's asking for the gossip, which I kind yeah. of appreciate. <laughs> and Garcelle's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like her All marriage. Right, yeah. And that's when Eric is like, really? And Garcelle mentions a new wedding band and Dorit's face, her aghast face is so fucking funny. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. And what about Erica being like, oh, I didn't wear my band for years. And it's like, yeah, and you ended in a horrible divorce yeah, <laughs> and know, legal bitch. drama. Of course you didn't because <laughs> you were probably cheating after you found out he was cheating. Yeah, while he was at the farm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Garcelle's like, oh, yeah, we thought it was a makeup band, i.e. when your husband messes around, you get a gift. Like I have a diamond cross, which is kind of apropos for um, – Erica to, to be like, did it burst into flames or something, she said. Yeah. And Camille's like, I got cars. <laughs> I loved that. She got an Aston Martin. I thought that was <laughs> too funny. Faye, of course, chimes in from the sidelines saying this is inappropriate. Oh, off camera. And it's like, yeah, it is inappropriate, <laughs> but it's housewives. So shut the fuck up, Faye. This is why you never got a diamond. So Kyle's yeah. trying to um, insist she bought it for herself. Who cares, though? That's not the, like, as Garcelle says, that's not the deal. Like, no. It's not who bought it. It's like why you bought it and why you're wearing that and not the other one. And we have noticed that Kyle has been on a bit of a spending spree. We've noticed all her new bags. The question is, why is your spouse not saying anything when you're racking up tens of thousands of or hundreds of thousands of dollars in charges? Like it doesn't matter who makes the money. I get it. It's both your money. But if your partner is all of a sudden spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on themselves mm-hmm. and you're not saying anything about it, why aren't you saying anything about it? Mm-hmm. There'd only be one reason why I wouldn't arc up if my partner was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars because I'm in the doghouse. Mm-hmm. Anywho, this is when Kyle tries to put a kibosh on it and turns around about her spending money and buying herself stuff. She turns around to Garcella is like, well, where'd you get that necklace? And she's like, Zara. without missing a beat, Garcelle says, Zara. And they all <laughs> laugh so and laugh because they're not <laughs> It promos. was very funny. I mean, I get it. It's funny. But I, it's also funny that they're laughing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The laughter heightens it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, of course, she's like, so what? You're saying my husband cheated on me? It's like, yes, that's what she's saying. We all know that's <laughs> what she's saying. So I don't get why the silence. Yeah. And Kyle does that whole thing, like, I already admitted we haven't had our best year. Like, what do you want from me? Like, you know, when I drink, I wake up with depression and I can't afford to be depressed right now. So that's the fight so far. It was really good. And I think it was a longer episode. It was like 55 minutes or something. Oh, was it? I didn't notice. I was riveted. I was riveted. Like, at first I was sort of like, oh, I kind of wish this was just like the whole episode, but it's kind of nice to break it up over two weeks. Yes. That's why I don't want to watch anything. I don't want to see, because you know that, you know, on the YouTube or whatever, we're going to get like a freaking six-minute clip of it. And then when we watch the episode, that's going to be it. I'm saving it. Save it. I can't wait. Is there anything that I missed, my dear? No, I think you did an amazing job. Oh, Um, you're so sweet. And so I guess next week, so uh, the Erica and Denise stuff will pop off a bit more, right? Yes. Like that sort of bubbling under the surface. Yes, we've all seen that because that was in the preview, right? Is this the naked bundle of OnlyFans or is that like a, a different party later in the season? I would assume it's this one. Oh, can't wait. I would assume, I mean... Unless Denise really wants back on the show and is happy to, like, pay for Glam for two episodes. (laughs) Mm, She really, 
I feel bad saying it because I enjoy when Denise actually dresses like a normal human being level of appropriate for an event and mm-hmm. not doesn't rock up in a ball gown to someone's, you know, dinner party. But at the same time, it's like you think that's dressing up. She's an icon. But it is. It is dressing up to, to go to someone's house for dinner. That is how normal people dress. Like. Yeah. I do appreciate it. So basically I'm just outing myself as a hypocrite. It's fine. Well, I think she looked better than Kyle. Yeah. I'd, what it, Kyle had that sort of thing that I think Sai on New York had where it's like the boob, the yeah, cut but- of the dress doesn't cover the boob properly or it's too tight and so it flattens the boob. Yeah. Well, first of all, bustiers always flatten your tartars unless they're popping out and that's uh-huh. what you're seeing. They do flatten you. But because she's uh-huh. working out and has lost weight, She's probably got no boobs at the moment. Mm. That might be why she liked the detailing of the breastage because it actually made her feel like she had some. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm not into it where they stitch on a sort of a conical shape Mm -hmm. on a top and it it doesn't actually sit where your boobs sit. The proportions are weird. It looks like a Picasso. This is Yes, it does look like a Picasso. Or maybe now I like it more. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and the only other thing is, I loved the chefs like being like, "Do I bring the food out when they're yelling at each other?" And the other one's like, "No." <laughs> and then they actually clearly had to. You have to. The fighting's not going to stop. Just bring out the food. <laughs> Pretend. What an just ignore them. But at the same time, also, if they did, it might have stopped the fight. So maybe we we need to appreciate the chefs more. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake. Unless you wanted to chat about below deck med or Potomac. Oh, first. I just have one question. Yes. What is the deal with the no eggs outside? Rule? I don't know. It was one of my only dot points. What is that about? She did explain herself later and said something about the smell of eggs when I'm in fresh air. It's like, well, so the smell of eggs in air conditioning is fine, but not fresh air. And even if you're inside, isn't the air fresh? There's still air. It was something about oxidizing the smell or something. I don't understand. Bizarre. She's an odd duck. Yeah, no thoughts other than that. And I don't know if what was worse, not eating eggs outside or fucking Sandy telling the guys they had to pressure the guests to use the water toys. Yeah, that was odd too. They did appear once they got into it to be having fun and therefore she wants them to have fun memories so that they'll tip more. I didn't realise that this crew had to sell their services so much. If the guests don't want to slip and slide, then... They don't have to slip and slide. Yeah, the option's there for them. Like, if she just wants to suntan on a lounge, let her. Yeah. I suppose they did appear to be having more fun when they were using the water toys, though. Yes. There's nothing more fun than mandated fun. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with two minds. I did think that Eiffel Tower meter for Max was funny. Oh, yeah. I love Max. I love Max. Yeah. What happened? We None of us were sure about Max at first. He's great. He is great. He does have to stay. He is our comic relief. Uh Uh-huh. I was very grossed out about them talking about some previous guest had a request of coconut oil and raspberries that were all over the bed the next day. That's disgusting. Mm. You know where my head's going with that, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. And um, I'm looking forward to this Jessica finally doing something interesting when she kisses Max in front of Lily in the next episode. Finally. And I am not looking forward to Natalia crashing a crew night out. Oh, I think that's going to be great. Why? If she's broken up with the boyfriend in the meantime, 
That'll be great. That will be great if she's broken up with the dickhead, but I doubt it. I reckon at reunion she's still going to be seeing this fucker. Did you see, like, I think her and Carl have mended ways and they're, like, friends again. And like, what? Ugh. Since when? Because they weren't at BravoCon. Oh, well, maybe I got fake news. I don't know. Oh, I better look that up. You know I see things pop up and I don't actually read them. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me all the time. You can't read every fucking article. No, we're like Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. All right, Salt Lake City. It's called Icy Apologies. I wrote a lot of notes, but I don't exactly oh. remember what happened, so. I think it was a slower sort of app. It was still good. Yeah, it was still good, but I agree. The end looked good, of course. Yeah, this was the episode before a trip. You know, every episode before a trip sort of just gets everyone like on the same page where all the fights are and it's yes. a bit slower. They pretend that they've made up and then they Although, go on the trip and blow up. The end of the episode did sort of go off the rails with Lisa and everything. So I don't know why I'm saying it's a slow episode. Maybe it was actually action packed. <laughs> uh, I think it just took a bit to get there. Yeah. We have this scene at Angie's with Heather why did we need this scene? Yeah. Obviously they were talking about the pioneer crafty fight. It's kicking into Heather having to talk to Monica before Bermuda to clear stuff up. And really the only point I got out of this scene was that Heather says she thinks that Monica reminds her of Jen Shah, which I think that's mm-hmm. a bit of a fucking stretch. Well, I don't know. I, I see the similarities. They're both brunettes and they're not uber white. Is that what she meant? No, probably more just like they're both probably a little bit corrupt. (laughs) I don't know. Well, you know, as if she can talk, come on. True. I didn't get the point of that scene, like I said, other than her comparing Monica and Jen, which I don't know. I think that's mean. The next scene is Whitney and Justin in the car after therapy. Wearing matching Gucci shirts to therapy. Yeah, and they were in the car for that a long time. We got a lot, like a lot of time in the car. Yeah, where was the therapist's office? Three towns over? I don't know. But we do sadly find out that her best friend has cancer, which is awful. And Mm -hmm. we get little flashes of past scenes of the show where this friend of hers, Sherry, was actually on the show, including at her... Sound bath. Like two minutes ago. Mm -hmm. That's some fucking friend, man. Yeah. And then they agree that they're both fighting for their marriage. Oh, yeah, he says that... He would prefer to talk about their marriage with their friends, like on Meredith's podcast, Shameless Plug, instead of going to therapy. It's like, yeah, dude, because your mate agrees with everything you say. Mm-hmm. Shut up and do the work or fuck off my TV. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not into mm-hmm. Justin this season. He can fuck off. Yeah, I know. Stop making me listen to podcasts. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> he says the man with a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We get a scene with Lisa and Meredith that was kind of interesting. Oh, is this when they were talking about karma and tornadoes and all this crap? They obviously get straight into talking about Monica. Meredith asks Lisa if she's the one that told Monica that she had said something threatening about Angie. And Lisa's like, no, I never said that. I said that you said that she's lucky because you could talk about the rumours and the nastiness with her husband. And Lisa's all of a sudden saying that she doesn't like when people talk about rumours and she thinks it's icky and it triggers her. And I'm like, were you the one that fucking went off on a hot mic about Meredith sleeping around with the half of New York. I'm like, yeah. what the? And I don't know why Meredith isn't bringing that up uh-huh. to defend her point. Yeah. I don't know, like, if these two are going to make it with their friendship because 
Oh no. This whole scene is basically Lisa saying to Meredith, stop talking about rumours. I don't agree with you. No, it's not the same thing about the Angie thing at all. This was not a comfortable scene for me. Was it comfortable? Like, what do you think? Oh, I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but just hearing two crazy people talk and not be on the same page, I was eating that shit up and I wasn't thinking very deeply. I suppose because they're having lunch together and Meredith is realising, no, I'm not coming on your side, Lisa, especially when she said that she had dirt on her family. (laughs) So I love the fact that Lisa can't pronounce family and... I'm obsessed with how she said family. Did you pick up yeah. that? Pick, no, pick that I didn't. Up? You didn't pick that up. Oh, my God. No. I should have put it on the soundboard. The way she says family. Oh, my God. I laughed and laughed. Oh, it was <laughs> the best part of the scene. I mean, I guess you're right. It is funny when you think when two quote unquote friends think they're going to come together and they absolutely don't. And they've still yeah, got to sit there eating lunch, filming a scene. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see these two being friends long term. It's like everyone's trying to do a Potomac with Karen and Giselle. Mm. It's not working, guys. It's not working. You have to love to hate each other. We'll see how this goes in Bermuda. Monica at Mary's house was weird. It was great. Anyone at Mary's house is weird. I know. And I just, obviously Monica's fishing for an ally against Lisa. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work because Mary hates all of you. She's... Only in it for the check. And she's not going to leave the house. So it's like, where can she defend you? I don't it's true. Like, do you really see Mary going to Bermuda? No, of course no. not. No. Angie H would have. Angie H would have packed a bag. <laughs> Even if she was not invited. She's got a bag packed just in case. Would she be a better friend of than Mary? No, probably not. But I don't get Mary on this show at all. I don't know why she wants to be there. Because she doesn't want to go to anything, so why does she want to be on the show? Well, perfect friend of. I guess. And then we get Whitney in the car again. She's doing a lot of car work this episode. Uh Uh-huh. But we find out because Angie calls her to share condolences because of her friend that died. That's really fucking sad. Yeah, of course. I didn't think I would be rocking up to work with a camera in my face if my best friend died. I don't think so. Yeah. So these women really want to be on the TV. I don't get it. Whitney, this is going to sound unkind, but it's like she's in the right for the rest of the episode, but she's so fucking annoying Yeah, how it seemingly is like her against the world and she's the victim and Mm. sort of like spinning the friend's death, meaning that she has to be right in every situation or whatever. Like, And I get she is, but it's just the way she did it. I was just like, shut up and go home. Yeah, you don't have to be a cunt about it. Also, it's housewives. Every single one of these women love being the centre of attention. So if an event is for them for their birthday or it's their brand or it's their friend that passed away, they're like, I should be the centre of attention for everybody Mm -hmm. now. And if I'm not, I get to chuck a wobbly. Yeah, that's what it feels like. But before we get to the Meredith's jewellery line launch, Lisa goes to a missionary menswear store. I had no idea that was a thing. And it was called Modern Missionary Menswear. (laughs) Oh, wow. And Lisa's pulling out these ugly suits because she (laughs) likes that they're colourful, but they're ugly anyway. She has no fucking clue. And then this kid walks out looking like Sipowitz. (laughs) So, Uh, It was kind of (laughs) cute. I'm sorry, short sleeve shirts and ties? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I love, and Lululemon style fabric slacks. (laughs) So they're stretchy. (laughs) I loved this. I'm sorry, saying the word slacks 
instead of pants. <laughs> I just, no. There's everything wrong with this. Like he is so desperate to get away from her and all she wants to talk about is how much he expressed love and affection to her when he was a child. Yeah, so 10 years ago. And you're going to miss me. And it's like, yeah, of course he's going to miss you because his life is going to suck and he doesn't know it now. And I've said it before and I've said it again. He's not going on a mission. He's going on a fucking trip and he's using the mission as an excuse for his fucking schoolies and as soon as he is done with the schoolies he's coming home i bet you any money this kid goes to columbia for like a schoolies week or two before his mission starts and as soon as the mission starts he's coming home on a private fucking jet and lisa's gonna meet him there with fucking burgers and shit well i think i did say something from lisa the other day being like oh jack's leaving for columbia today and i was like what like as in like this week and i thought that doesn't sound right like i thought he would have been gone months ago so maybe he is going back and forth no you're not allowed to maybe he is okay i've got to start following her so that i can see all the jack stuff maybe i've got to start following him is he see would he even be allowed to be on instagram maybe fresh wolf has an instagram Ah. And, you know, I love this modern missionary menswear store. Like, I just feel like every Mormon we've met on this show has been a little capitalist at heart. Mm. He's always got a business. They're always shilling something. Yeah, it's true. Lisa with a tequila and her fresh wolf and this store. Like, we're like, oh, we're, we're a new modern take on menswear for missions. Like, it's just so funny how they're all business people. But you know underneath that, that dude's wearing those garments. Oh, I didn't think of that. This kid, like, is her kid's name Jack? Yeah. Once he does the thing in the temple before he goes on mission, which Lisa won't be allowed in there, so I don't get it, but anyway, he's supposed to be wearing these garments for the rest of his life. He's not gonna. Exactly. So it's all bullshit. I'm not buying into it. (laughs) Heather and Monica meet up at a bar. I do not understand why Monica's brought a box of booze with her, but anyway... Mm. This is a fake makeup scene before they go to Bermuda, blah, blah, blah. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say anything about that scene after I called it fucking boring? <laughs> no, it was fucking boring. Yeah. Okay. So we're at Meredith's jewelry line launch and it's called Plated by Meredith Marks. It to me sounds like it should be made in prison by Jen Shah. <laughs> plated? That sounds plated by Meredith. It sounds awful. I don't know why. I just hate the name of her affordable jewelry line. I hate it. Yeah. Heather brings Meredith a gift of her churned butter. I loved that. Resolution to that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Lisa, Miss Mormon, brings a cannabis product for Heather. What? Oh, is it legal in Utah? Does she have a line of cannabis products? How is she Mormon? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> she is Mormon on paper because she has a business in Utah, period. She is not fucking Mm -hmm. Mormon. I'm over this. You are not Mormon. And you know how before I was kind of ragging on Denise Richards for her lack of fashion fashion? Uh And I know we shouldn't be ragging on Whitney this episode. Bitch was wearing a black tie sparkly gown. She was in black tie. She was wearing a long black sparkly halter gown. How is, like, they're going too far. It's too far. Like, it's so not the right outfit to be wearing. Mm -hmm. At first, I didn't think she was at the jewelry line launch. I was like, oh, where's she going in that? Yeah, this isn't a day event. It's team too much. Team too much, Whitney. But again, maybe she's just too distraught with what's going on in her day that she didn't realise that she put a black tie gown on. Mm. The speech about Seth, what was that? 
Remind me. Meredith gives a speech. Instead of talking about her jewellery for like for 10 hours, she's going on about how she wants to thank her husband. Oh, yeah. And she couldn't do it without him. And she's going on and on and on about Seth. And I'm like, bitch, this isn't your podcast. Like maybe you want to talk about the jewellery. I don't know. I thought it was strange. Yeah, that is weird. Monica apologises to Lisa for fighting dirty and Lisa is so into this apology. Uh (laughs) I don't think she expected she was going to get one and I don't disagree with Monica that she fights dirty and it's not cool. But at the same time, it was a laid on thick apology. Oh, yeah. She was apologising worse than fucking Todd on on, um, on Miami, sorry. Remember how Todd was? Oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy, that seven-minute Instagram apology or whatever it was. That TikTok. was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking oddball, that one. Are you up to date with Miami? Yes. I'm only halfway through the last episode. Oh, but that, that last episode with all the flatulence on the bus, like that is so fucking funny. That's nuts. And why, oh, why can't you say the word <laughs> fart? <laughs> like, <laughs> she hates the word fart. And so and he's funny. trying to teach Kiki flatulence. Give Kiki a break. Just tell her it's a fart. This poor Kiki. I love Kiki. She's the best. And Adriana was like, oh, well, it's not my fault. I ate corn. And it's like, well, then don't eat corn before you're going on a shared vehicle. <laughs> if you know corn makes you flatulent, stop eating it. Maybe you are allergic to the corn because I didn't realise corn made people fart. It makes her fart. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it was fucking Certain allergic. things make people fart. Watermelon makes my sister fart. No. Yeah. Watermelon? Especially the seedless type, watermelon, yeah. I don't know if she eats too much of it, but then she farts. <laughs> For me, it's chocolate. For me, it's pretty much everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For Adriana, it's corn. <laughs> For Adriana, it's corn. Listeners, leave us a five-star review and let us know what makes you flatulent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that poo and fart jokes. I'm just, I've, I can't help but laugh. It just makes me laugh so hard. I'm yeah. so lowbrow, honestly. But back to um, Salt Lake City. Yes. Lisa wants to talk to Whitney about her convo with Meredith and Whitney just fucking loses it. She is like, I just lost my best friend. I don't have the capacity to deal with this right now. And she's not wrong. I mean, she got more love from fucking Brooks. Yes, but I think she says on Watch What Happens Live and sort of alludes to it. Her main problem was that Lisa was being so friendly with Heather five seconds earlier and giving a gift to Heather. Did I miss it? Was I typing? What gift did she give her? Oh, I don't even know. Who cares? Right. Like, it's completely (laughs) separate. But she seems to be saying, like, my friend died so you can't be nice to Heather right now. Like, that's the link in her brain which is not making sense to me. Maybe it's because she's like, I wanted my friend to come up to me and give me a hug because I'm here at someone else's event, I'm feeling fucking strange, and I just wanted my friend by my side. Yes, but she's annoyed that that friend is instead talking to her cousin Heather. Is schmingling, yeah. When she was going on about the gift, I thought, do you mean it's the gift that you got from Monica and Heather? But no, she kept saying she gave her a gift. I'm like, was it the CBD, the THC stuff? Maybe. And maybe it wasn't a gift. Maybe, oh, man, I guess it was a gift. But you know when it's like, oh, I need some more of that stuff. Cool, I'll bring it at that event. Or it's like, who gives a fuck? So it's like, in Whitney's mind, Lisa can't be friends with Heather? Maybe. I mean, yeah, Lisa could have handled it completely better in like, you know, if she'd sent flowers that weren't yet delivered, she could have still said, oh, my condolences and given her a hug. Like, of course. Yeah. 
I don't see why Whitney's standing in the corner of the room monitoring, like, who says hi to who first. Yeah. Uh, maybe Whitney just shouldn't have fucking been there. She shouldn't have been there. It was like with Leah with the grandmother. Yes. Like, you can complain all you want, but maybe don't go. Maybe she's getting only getting paid for this, the episode she's in, knowing full well that that will be on the show. I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't explain why she was there. She can miss out on a bit of money. Like, just don't go. Well, I mean, her husband just got to work. He probably wouldn't have even gotten a paycheck yet. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why Whitney was fucking there. I wouldn't have been there. That's nuts. She went for attention. Gross. Well, she clearly wore that dress for attention. Anywho, this is when Monica gives them all Bermuda rum and Portuguese pastries in honour of her trip. And I'm like, what's with the Portuguese pastries? Is that kind of rando? Do they speak Portuguese in Bermuda? (laughs) She did say there's a big Portuguese community in Bermuda. so. But they've already been invited to the fucking trip. Why do we need another one? Uh, I think it was an apology for fucking up the last invitation at the... Pioneer crafting lunch. <laughs> Bonnet day or whatever. Stupid show. But the best part is that rando people at this party, at this launch, are trying to eat the pastries. I'm like, that oh, was I so that. And I then she has to tell them that you can't eat the pastries, but then she feels bad and gives them a box of the pastries and a bottle of the rum because uh, she fucking felt bad. And I'm like, was that Angie's box of pastries and bottle of rum? Because if that was, that's fucking awesome. So this is when Lisa finally acknowledges Whitney's friend's death. I mean, she didn't even acknowledge it. That is a big deal. It's bad. And yes. Whitney isn't having it. That's when she's going on about the her giving Heather a gift, which I completely missed unless, like I said, it was the cannabis product. Yeah. And Whitney's like, you walked right past me to give Heather a gift. It's like, well, yeah, she's got shit in her hands. She wants to offload it. I personally don't know if it was a gift so much as it was, a, as I said, they were like, oh, have you got more of that cannabis thing? And she's like, yeah, I'll bring it to Meredith's thing mm-hmm. for you. Whatever. What, she just meant to like hold the cannabis while she hugs Whitney? What, does she want to walk around holding the cannabis the whole time? Like, no. And this poor bitch, she's going to get home after telling Lisa off and there's going to be a massive bunch of flowers. Like, just shut the fuck up. And she's not happy. She storms out. Lisa's following her. Basically, she's just like saying to Lisa, it's always about you, which it is. But that's the friend that you want to oh, be yeah. friends with. Lisa's a monster as well. Like, If you don't want to be friends with Lisa because it's always about Lisa, then don't be friends with her. But don't throw it in her face every five minutes. She is who she is. Mm-hmm. And that's when Lisa has had enough. She cries. We get a breaking of the fourth wall with a production person and she's like, this chick's like, oh, we got to check your mic pack, Lisa. Maybe it was like a battery change or something. And she's like, no, take it off. Yeah, she's like, I've been caught in one hot mic. I'm not getting caught in another. That's it. She's like, motherfuck this. Or what did she say? Motherfucker, fuck this. We're not putting that mic back on. (laughs) And that's when we see the tech in shot. I was like, I love that. I also laughed. When she went to the other room, Mm. there was just this, like, woman at a piano. Oh, yeah. She's in the back. And then the camera sort of just, like, pans over to her. And she just is, like, frozen still like she's just come across a wild bear. She's like, if I don't move, they won't see me. And the piano player is just, like, frozen solid. And then the camera pans off the piano player back onto Lisa. And I'm like, what is – does the piano player know what's going on? Like, why is she not moving? She wasn't playing the piano. She clearly didn't want to be in shot. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) So funny. Was she blurred? She wasn't blurred though, was she? No. So no, she sort of had her back to the camera, just like frozen. <laughs> so she, oh, maybe it's that whole oh, shit they're filming. Oh shit, I shouldn't move. 
I love it. Like that was clearly like the staging room and she thought I'm safe in here. But then Lisa was like, nah, and she barged on in. Oh my God, that so was fun. so good. And she takes her mic off, but the producers are clearly like, John, go talk to her, knowing full well John's mic'd and it'll pick it up. Exactly. It was great. John John was looking hot. Is that crazy to say? Yes. I don't find him attractive. (laughs) But then again, I'm not into blondes, so. He was looking good. I don't know if he picked up that suit at the modern missionary menswear, but he looked good. See, this is the thing. He went on mission. He went in the temple. Is he wearing garments? No. Well, then they're not allowed back in the temple. Lisa and John are not allowed in the temple. So who's going in the temple with that kid? No, it's it's all bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. You know the Catholic Church, you're not allowed to sin, but people... People still do it. Well, you can sin. You just have to go to confession. I'm sure people don't confess either. Yeah, that's true. They go to church without going to confession. That's true. And, um, yeah, this is the end. Next time we're in Bermuda, Meredith is not happy that her fucking room doesn't have a bathtub in it. That's so funny. And Whitney and Lisa obviously continue their fight, but then somehow Heather gets mixed into it and Whitney and Heather are fighting and we get our first shut the fuck up in ages. I'm looking forward to the shut the fuck up. I love them. Well, I do think this fight with Lisa is about Heather as much as it's about anything else. So it's like, yeah, go and have that fight with Heather then still. Even though we're all exhausted from girls trip in Thailand and last season, like we don't want to have that fight, but. If it's good, we'll watch At it. At some point, Whitney is going to have to realise that she's the one fighting with everyone. She's the common denominator. She's not going to realise Who that. is Whitney actually cool with right now? Angie? Mm, maybe. But who cares? Angie's not going to be on this next season. Surely not. <laughs> Surely not. Like, are there actual Angie fans? I really should jump on her Insta and see how many people follow her. I think there are. I think people, I, what I've seen on Twitter and that, mm. is people think she's so pathetic and cringe that it's turned around into camp and fun. Oh, they love to watch her because she's so bad. They love to see her floundering. Well, that's true. I do enjoy that. Yeah. I reckon the Greek community wouldn't be too happy with her and her caricatures. (laughs) Hoppa. She's so cringy, crusterific. And those fucking sunnies. Oh, enough. Honestly. That's the end. I mean, I talk about Potomac, but it was a flippity flop. Oh, no, hang on a sec. I do have I do have a bone to pick with Juan Dixon. Oh, here we go. So you know how last time he kept saying how nice he was, he's too nice. I mean, Jesus uh-huh. Christ. This time he says that when he's yelling, he's not actually yelling. He's deaf from coaching. Oh, I see. What? The, like, that doesn't even make sense. Maybe instead mm-hmm. of teaching college basketball, this dude needs to go back to fucking school. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I can't. I can't with this one Dixon. I'm kind of enjoying hating him, though. Oh, yeah. And then this fucking shrine of it all is hilarious. Yeah. No, you're not into it? This Neka Wendy stuff, I'm not really, it's not really popping off for me. Because you know when Wendy fights and she just, she gets up and then she'll, like, put on a different personality that she's never had before and you're like, where did this come from? It's true. Yeah, I hate Wendy. I've always hated Wendy. (laughs) But I'm just enjoying someone hating Wendy, maybe. So, I don't know. I just did think Karen was a queen for doing that little fucking mud map on how all of that is somehow Juan Dixon's fault. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, the fire was Juan Dixon's fault. Everything's Juan Dixon's fault. So, uh-huh. as usual, obsessed with Karen. She knows exactly what time it is. So, I guess um, should we check the page six? Do you have anything else to add before I check page six? Um, well, Taylor's not back next season for OC. Are you sad about that or are you like no. whatever? Well, she was only a friend of anyway. Yeah. She doesn't bring that much. I mean, the only thing that happens with Taylor is she says something strange and someone makes a meme about it, which is great. <laughs> but yeah. no, 
Uh, there's a reason okay. why people are axed on shows and it is yeah. very rare that bringing them back works. Mm. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Like Tamara Judge, she's always made a great housewife. She knows how to create a scene. Whether you like her or not, she makes the show better. But I don't know what's going on with OC. They're trying desperately to revive OC ratings. It's just not going to happen. I don't know. I think the psychic might be right. I don't think OC is going to be around much longer. Mm. It's just not working. Mm. I'm still watching it. But I think it's jumped the shark. Okay. So that's my two cents. So I've just refreshed the page six and Mary Cosby calls Jen Shah a stain on Salt Lake City and wants to re <laughs> re-innovate the show without her memory. <laughs> re-innovate. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Wow, Mary Cosby. She's wow. Gold. No, everything else is pretty much the scissors I already I already did. All right, well, let's leave it there then. Agreed. Um, just a reminder, ratings and reviews, tell us how you're flatulent, what makes you flatulent. <laughs> um, you can also tell us what makes you fart over on Instagram or Twitter, <laughs> at Effing Bravo. <laughs> Thanks very much. All right, see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.